Yo, 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 Sean, you're tuned in to the Find Your Hustle podcast where other top hustlers teach you how they hustle their way to the top through free game. Taking these legal chances so we could do these side of baby money dances, Sean. Well, people, we got in the studio today. We have Matt Berry. <laughs> What's going on, guys? What's going on, Mark, Sim? Thanks for having me on your podcast. You know how it is. You know how it is. We got to bring you guys. We got to bring you guys people from all walks of life. So we've had a solicitor. Wow. Stayed on the episode. Wow. Stayed on the season. Wow. We had a doctor. Wow. We had an artist. Shout out, Lemmy. Sending artwork to the prince. I still, I, I still deep that sometimes, you know. What, that he sold artwork to a prince? That's wild. That's so wild. It's so wild. We had KB next. Mm-hmm. We had KB next. Pastoral mentor. Helping the youth. We had Carissa after that. Teacher. Best teacher. Best teacher. Mm-hmm. And today, we have Matt Berry. Now, Matt, you got the alphabet accolades, yeah? You got to have to help me with these words. So, <laughs> no problem. So, 2018, you done the BNBF competition. 2019. 2019, you done the. So, last year. Last year, you done the BNBF competition. That's what you started off with? I did a BNBF qualifier. Yeah. How did that go? Um, so, that was actually an early competition. So, that's not a show that I originally planned for. But as I was on my competition prep along the way, I thought, why not? Let's jump into it. It's a little bit of experience. I can sort of see the standard that's coming into competitions this year. I can see where I'm placing at the moment, considering, you know, I was a little bit earlier than I planned. So, yeah, that was a, it was a good show. To um, clarify for the people. Yeah, I, I was waiting Matt, for that. I was, I was really, really <laughs> waiting for that. Matt Berry is a fitness guru. What, is there anything else I could call you? Uh, I don't know if I'm so a, much of a guru. I'm a, call me a coach, call me a PT, fitness enthusiast, coach, fitness obsessed. PT, <laughs> yeah. Champion. For more people in the back, Matt is wham. <laughs> <laughs> differently, yeah. differently. So, so that was your first show. That was like you just trying to get a feel for the competition. Tell me what happened after that. You're telling me about UKDFBA. Yeah, so the BNBF, uh, yeah, I didn't manage to place. You have to place top five to go through. And like I said, it was early, so I probably wasn't looking my best. Um, so after that show, I was pretty beaten up. Um, and I had four weeks later the show that I originally planned for, and that was the UK DFBA. So mm-hmm. for those that probably don't know that, that's the United Kingdom Drug Free Bodybuilding Association. Natty business or natty. So yeah, <laughs> um, so that was my original competition. I did the Heart of England qualifier, which is in September. Uh, it's always in September, um, and that is held in rugby. I think it was. Um, so yeah, I went to my original competition that I planned for. That was a county qualifier. Something is like ironically satisfying about that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, and, uh, I actually managed to win my, win my class, which was the juniors, uh, first place. So that was my first win of my actual career. So you were the whammiest guy in the heart of England. uh, There's a bit more to it than the the whammiest guy. The most aesthetic, uh, man. The most, the most everything, the most balanced, the most muscular, the best condition. That's what, that's what they look for. Mm. So you're the whammiest guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in, in your words, I'm the whammiest guy, yeah. You're the whammiest guy in the heart of England. And then what happened after that? What happened after that? So if you finish top three, top five in your qualifiers, then you get invited to a British and international final by the same people. Um, and obviously, depending on how well you do there, you can move on to a world competition. 
Um, but obviously the one that I got to was the British International and I placed fourth out of a pretty big class for a finals. Um, there was 13, I think there was about, about between 10 and 13 lads. It's the whole country. And this is British and international. So everybody that has won their class previously or has finished as a high place in like top five, top three, and they've chose to do it as, as everybody that's the top of their, their counties are in those competitions. So yeah, I finished fourth, which was, uh, I was actually really happy with coming off the back of my win, which obviously was the first one and then moving into an international show and finishing in fourth place. Shout that out. We got a sound guy in the building. <laughs> Press that button. Oh, make use of the sound guy. <laughs> yeah, no, I was, I was gassed. So yeah. you're the fourth wabbit guy in Britain. And, <laughs> <laughs> and the I just want to know, how did you convince me you're natural? Because you're wham differently, bro. Oh, uh, you know what? If you're in the bodybuilding world, and obviously he brought lemon juice to the. <laughs> <laughs> if, if you're in the bodybuilding world, you know there are there are differences between people that will use enhanced drugs and people that don't use enhanced drugs. And obviously, it's a bit more clear to people like myself because I probably know what I'm looking for. Pimples. Um, you, you, reckon, you reckon I'm juicing? I mean, totally, Sim. It's quite clear to me, you, you know. Can, you can clock it in it. I can see it, the rips in the t-shirt, bro. bro. It's the shoulders, isn't it? It's you know. I, <laughs> maybe not the shoulders, Mark. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, maybe, maybe not. The shoulders, maybe not. His, That's how we move. It's That's his, how we it's move. his lack of calves, isn't it? You know, I mean, my lack of he's calves. Lucky we can't Mark, see you got to talk about my you know? calves. <laughs> my calves are. You got to talk about my calves. My calves are amazing. Look at my feet right now. Listen, look, I got a hairline, so I'm blessed. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! Hey, listen. First of all. You're not going to send shots for me because you know my barber sorted that out. You, you know, know, look at my thing. It's straight. Is it not straight, Matt? It looks pretty damn straight to me, bro. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> it's like someone's done a good job, though. There you go. It's no, okay. no turkey okay. business. Okay. Okay, two years from now. So, <laughs> Matt, Matt, tell us, how did you get into it, man? Because I feel like you have to not only just enjoy fitness and health and looking after yourself to get to a point where you fourth famous guy in the country. Mm. Oh, bodybuilding and training uh, were, were once separate. Like I didn't, I didn't used to train to bodybuild. I used to train and I still do train just because I love training. I love pushing my body to the limits. I love making progress. I love seeing myself, you know, fo follow through with my own plans and then seeing what I'm getting from them. Um, yeah, you know what, it was training was always something that I just enjoyed. Um I always knew about bodybuilding when I was younger. Not to say it was something that drove me to train. Um I didn't know that I was gonna be bodybuilding when I first started training. Um which is a big thing that I think a lot of people don't understand. A lot of new people see see these guys that are on stage and they're like, I wanna be this guy straight away. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they haven't even learned to bench press. <laughs> you know, and it's all good to look up to these people, but you've got to understand your position when you're starting. Yeah. And the position that these people are in already is different to yours. And, you know, it's, it's going to take a different sort of method to what you might see these big guys doing to get you to wh where you want to be. Yeah. But yeah, bodybuilding was never something that was current in my mind at the time when I started training. And when was that? Because I remember like in sixth form, there was just like a group of us. We didn't train together. Or there in the corridors, there was there was few men that would get the nod, didn't it? Like shoulder bumps. There was a few guys that you uh, you, yeah. you, you stood aside for, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah, our resident doctor was one of that say. Yeah, and and Mark, don't don't, don't, don't where you always trying to leave me out, bro? <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Look, can I send some smoke? <laughs> yeah. Send some, bro. Can I send some smoke? Ah, uh, so 
in sixth form. Yeah, seventeen-year-old Mark pulled four plates on a deadlift. Yeah? Okay, there's okay. A, there's a video somewhere. I don't know who has it. Let's Someone get some has shout it. for that. <laughs> Sound man, we mad it up. Overdoing it. <laughs> but listen, we clapped for the guy who was the fourth wabbest guy in the country. <laughs> and now we're clapping for four plates. Move, man. Could you do four plates then? I c- um, what plates? <laughs> dinner plates. Dinner plates. The dinner plates. <laughs> you couldn't even polish that, man. Oh. Yo, yo, yo. Listen. Can we, can we stay on, can we stay on topic? Because <laughs> I, I actually had some questions for Matt. Mm. Come on, I'm so, happy to answer. Yeah. Oh, you know what? You know what? People, he, he gave me his business card. You know how I love that. But all right. So I have a friend, right? And he's he hasn't maxed out his beginner gains. Let's let's put it that way. You know the beginner gains. Yeah, of course. Right? The dreamland. The dreamland. He hasn't maxed out his beginner gains, and I'm going to the gym with him and obviously when I was younger I was very much a subscriber of the bro split and the building the kinesthetic awareness from like doing more than 10 reps. Okay. Right? Yeah. To really learn how to do things. You know what I'm saying? Trying all types of reps, pause reps, negatives, yeah, of course. everything more than 10 so that you really learn how to do it and you learn how to do it on each body part. Mm-hmm. Right? Now, this friend of mine again has not maxed out his beginner gains. He's doing a push pull leg split and five by fives, right? Yeah, five by fives is strength training, right? I'd agree to an extent, yeah. You'd agree to an extent, but his goal, his goal, he verbalized to me that his he he wants to get stronger, and my thing with him is you can't just jump straight on the five by fives. If you don't know how strong you are doing normal reps. Yeah, I agree. There's got to be a level of competence before you progress to like another level of training. There's nothing wrong with doing five by five and there's nothing wrong with doing push pull legs. But if you're trying to get strong as a priority, mm. then you've got to look at is push pull legs something that I can progress my strength with? Mm-hmm. Or do I need to put my exercises and my sessions another way mm-hmm. to prioritize that goal? Mm. Because push-pull legs is, a, is, is what a lot of bodybuilders will use. Mm. And obviously, yeah, bodybuilders are strong, but that's only representative of that person. Mm-hmm. They're not strong as opposed to a powerlifter. Mm-hmm. It's just that that's what they can control, what weight they control their muscles with mm-hmm. over time, and they've built their strength foot. But bodybuilders aren't typically massively strong people in that sense. What, what kind of routine, split, training program diet plan would you recommend for people who are like brand new in the game never or haven't been to the gym in a long time and just want to start looking better or start being a bit little bit healthier okay so the answer can be different for every people but obviously i know that's no help so without prioritizing it to you know the specific person if you're just to say if you give me a beginner in a gym and i've got to take them around and i've got to explain to them what's going to benefit them at this stage then it's going to be basics, you know, um, depending on their goal. You know, if people are wanting to build muscle, build strength, build some aesthetics, um, build, you know, mobility, things like that. There's, there's different ways that you need to train. So it's always basics. You know, a lot of people that come to me and they say, Matt, I want to get massive. Sometimes they don't even start with weights. <laughs> yeah, no, no. I heard that. I mean? You got you to gotta start on the body weight, man. Sometimes okay. it's, it's body weight, being able to control that. Sometimes it's just machines. 
just keeping it machine based where you can use lightweights um they're already under control because the machine obviously directs the movement there's nothing like that and you know if you haven't built up stabilizing muscles to control free weights then you're putting yourself at risk of injury and that's not something that's going to come over the first week of training Mm, mm. that's something that you've got to build up over you know a few months and say right now i've built up some stability now i can move on to something a little bit more progressive so maybe you look at some free weights mm. or some dumbbell work things that you can then control better once you've done the beginning the beginner stuff if you like and you've you know you've got used to picking up weights and getting your muscles and body primed and and prepared to do that there's too many people that jump in too fast. You know what I think? I think it is. It's. I think it's the availability of like information now, because I see kids where when when I used to go to the gym, you know, what I mean, just watch some like some athlete X videos. Or yeah, something. yeah, it's the biggest problem. Yeah, and then they they just come in and um, I all right, okay. There's this. There's this. You know, have you do you know the Romanian deadlift? Yeah, of course. Yeah, <laughs> right. Where where you gotta put the bar in between your legs and you have your feet at a right angle. When I say this guy is a beginner, I was behind him in the queue when he signed his form. Okay. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Wait, is this your friend? No, 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 no. I was just behind him in the queue when he, when he signs his form. Like he, he's literally joined the gym today. He's, he's yeah. a kid. He's, he's fourteen years old. He's skinny. Yeah. You know what I mean? You do not jump on weighted. Romanian deadlifts on your first leg day. Absolutely not. <laughs> I, I, I st- I there's a level. There's a level of control that you need to build up from doing regular squats and regular deadlifts and straight. You know what I mean? Before you know what? You, Before you even do that, you've just got to learn how to move your body. They, kids these days can't climb a tree, but they want to go gym. People, people think, oh, straight, straight back, lift my feet. It's not as simple as that. It's where's your chest position? Where are your shoulders positioned? Is your head at the right angle? Have you breathed? Have you braced? Have you? Are you driving down? with your legs first, or are you driving with your hips first? Which one's the right answer? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? And this is this is where people go so wrong. Yeah, I mean, so you do um, personal training, personal coaching currently as well at the moment, right? Yeah, so I do personal training. Um, I will actually shout out Dino's gym. Um, I'm PTing down there at the moment. Dino's gym um, in Birmingham. And Dino, Dino's gym in Solihull. It's actually where I started Solihull. training. Yeah, so that's my home gym. Um, that's where it all started at uh, 15, 16. I was in there. So yeah, that's where it all started. And, um, I'm PTing in there one-to-one at the moment. And I'm also doing some coaching online, one-to-one coaching. Um, that's a little bit more in depth. That's probably where the bulk of my, where I want my business to keep traveling towards. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I'm doing a mix of both at the moment. What's, what's the difference between the two? So PT, um, is probably what more people widely know. Um, you know, depending on what sort of gym you go to, what sort of package you might buy, you know, PT is different for everybody. But for me, PT is you come into gym for that hour. I will give you 100% of my attention for that hour and I will teach you exactly what you need to do in that session and how you should plan that session, how you should approach that session, what intensity you should train that session at, how to perform exercises properly. All of that I'm going to teach you while you're in there. But the difference I, with my PT is that I'll give you my time for the hour and you'll get a great hour. You'll get a great session and you'll work your ass off. Yeah. Outside of that PT, you don't get anything else from PT. It's that one hour that you get to, to learn. And when you come out, you don't get that again. Whereas coaching online is a lot more of an ongoing thing. So I'll have clients who will pay for four week plans or eight week plans. And it's that length of time 
And even even that length of time doesn't doesn't get them towards their goal, but it takes that length of time to teach somebody and to try and change somebody's per, uh, way of thinking, to try and change somebody's attitude to exercise, attitude to diet and food, which is probably a big one for most people. Because mm-hmm. A lot of people enjoy training, but not a lot of people enjoy eating correctly and eating to promote your goal. What are you saying? It's eighty percent diet. 100% diet, 100% training. Wow. <laughs> wow. It's no both, man. You know what? If not, if your diet's not right, you'd be a, after your newbie gains, as you call them, after you've done that, if you're not, if your diet's not right and if you're not eating towards your goal um, to m- promote you getting towards that goal, ain't, ain't nothing going to happen. <laughs> you, you know what it is? I, I think it's, it's actually so good to see that you're, when you're coaching in particular, your focus is more on mindset than anything Oh, massively. It's on mindset yeah, first. Massively. It's how do we how do we put you in a position where what I teach you in the next couple of weeks can actually be extrapolated in your personal life, can be extrapolated in your career, can be extrapolated extrapolated yeah. in your further gains as well. Yeah, definitely. Coaching is coaching isn't that hour. Coaching is twenty four seven. It is. I'm gonna show you the best way that you can set up your day, set up your training, set up your time. Mm. I'm gonna show you the best way to do that so that you can do everything you wanna do and have that as a goal on the side and have the fitness and have the body that you, you want. I'm going to help you get towards that goal. And mm. it's a 24-7 thing. You know, I have clients texting me all times of the day. My phone's always open. You know, coaching is not just one hour. It, 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 it's all the time. Lifestyle. Lifestyle, exactly. It's having somebody keep you accountable at the end of the week for what you've done. I mean, you got to tell the people where to find you, man. Where can we find you? You need that shameless yeah, so, plug, <laughs> Yeah. Um, Find me on Instagram, uh, matt.berry underscore is my Instagram. You'll be able to find me on there. Um, for, for the dyslexics in the back, shout out me. Can you spell Matt Berry? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, of course. M-A-T-T uh, dot, and then it would be B-E-R-R-Y and an underscore. That is my Instagram. Um, and if you want to email me, it is mberrypt at gmail.com. Either of those things. You're going to find all of that in the bio. Make sure you shout Matt. Man, honestly, ever since I've been out the gym, I think I've been out the gym now since... 2015 Man. I've been to the gym once no three times during quarantine during this whole quarantine phase explains the shoulders isn't it man that, bro listen we live a very different life bro <laughs> listen those three days I don't shoulders <laughs> made those newbie gains yeah man. nah listen I mean I'll tell you what okay so help me out help me out yeah say, say I'm like a random candidate so I ain't been to the gym in five years Um, I want to improve my I guess my outlook on diet, most importantly, because that's probably my biggest problem at the moment. And secondly, I want some kind of plan that will help me for the next three months to keep in the gym. Okay. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I wanted to tackle a different example, you know. What what did you want? Using you, right? All right. Right. So you work in an office. Yeah. Right. People who work in the office, 6%. (laughs) <laughs> supposed to die quicker six <laughs> percent something like that it's, it's ridiculous the stress the sitting down in the same place and then eating junk food that's that's the problem like how so- do you help the salary man matt in a in a position like that and what's the goal get fit change their outlook change their mindset Bro, the goal to get rid of the belly <laughs> <laughs> yeah just 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 i think i think it, how how is someone who you know does a nine to five, just your, your, your regular guy, but he's a little bit health conscious in to say, like he's aware, Definitely. he's aware that yeah. okay. I might be letting it go here. You know what I mean? 
Like, how how would you help that person? That that. Yeah. First of all, what I what I'm gonna say is everybody's got the same 24 hours in a day. Oh, you gotta give it. You gotta give him the that. Twitter. And it's the same thing you've you get, heard you over and over Twitter. again, right? But I've worked jobs full time, overtime. Same I've worked three hours. jobs at a time, right? I've worked three jobs at once, and I have still not missed a session in the gym. So whether you say you've got no, time no. or not, so your lifestyle is different. You have to take your, you have to take it in the context of a person who, say for example, me who has just not had it in their life for five years. And to be being completely honest, that's the majority of the people. Yeah, you get me. So like. I the, that twenty four hour line. The reason why I don't like it is because it comes. Well, I don't know if it comes from, but where I hear it the most is you know like um, entrepreneur Twitter and entrepreneur social media people okay. who are like Instagram. Look at this car. We all have the same twenty four hours. Just eighteen hours of work, and you'll be a millionaire. That's just not how it works. But there's a reason why you've heard it over and over no, and but over. That's, I know that's not how it works because I've 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 done the business thing and Mark, you've done the business thing. No amount of 18 hours of work is going to stop you from flying into a hurdle and getting your head bashed in. I understand that. I understand. In terms of office jobs, the first thing you've got to do, I mean, first of all, if they've not been in the gym for five years, you've got to understand that they're probably going to be quite nervous. And if they're asking you for help, then there's going to be a reason why they're feeling quite nervous. So, what I'd do, if I, w- I wouldn't give them a plan to go and say, right, go and do that on your own. If they've not been to the gym five years and they're feeling self-conscious and they've maybe put on some weight and they want to lose some weight, I'm going to take them for PT. I'm going to go with them. Mm. I'm going to show them, I'm going to be there. So first of all, they're going to feel more comfortable with company. Second of all, they're going to feel more comfortable because I'm going to know what I'm doing and I'm going to have a plan for them already. And if you send them off on their own and they've not been for five years, first of all, you're putting them at risk. They need to get used to training. They need to know their form. They need to know what they're doing before they even step in there. Mm. And the PT is what will teach them that. After they've had some PT and they've got the gist of it, maybe they've picked up a few things that they've remembered or they've understood how to perform exercises properly, then you can say, right, here's a plan for you. I want you to go to the gym two times a week, one time a week, whatever they can manage at first. Mm. Because there's no way you're going to say to somebody who's not been to the gym for five years, I want you to go do chest, back, shoulders, legs on different days of the week. They're going to say, whoa, (laughs) that's quite a lot, man. I've not, you know, I've not been to the gym for five years. So, you know, you go in, you say, right, why don't you just go in and do a fitness class? Come and have a PT. I'll show you some weights. And do that for a week. Do that for two weeks. Then you come back to me and I'll say, right, why don't we, why don't I show you this in a PT and you can do... You're the PT that I showed you one day of the week and you can do what I'm going to show you this week, another day of the week. That's two sessions. And then what you can build with that is food. Because if you give them everything at once, they're going to Mm. fall down at the first hurdle. They're going to be juggling everything at once. It's not going to happen, right? So then you could start to introduce food. But the worst thing you could do to somebody who's not used to training, not used to fitness, not used to eating correctly and things like that, the worst thing you can do is give them a diet plan, a solid diet plan. If you say you can only eat this. Chicken, rice and broccoli. <laughs> you know, if, and you can only eat this at this time. And after a workout, you have to eat this. That's the worst thing you can do. They're going to build the worst relationship with food. Mm. And they're going to, and you know, let's say they get progress on that plan. Yeah. Let's say they make progress. And let's say they stop having PT and they fall off the wagon. And all they're doing is eating that plan because that's what got them progress before. Mm. That, that, that progress that they got... Because they're pro- because they haven't got rid of the PT, they haven't progressed what they're doing. They're still eating that plan, and it's going the other way. 
they're then going to think that that's the only food that they can eat to make progress. And that's, that's building a bad relationship with food. So what you've got to say to them is instead, you've got to eat three meals a day. Simple as that. You don't have to tell them what to eat. You've just got to encourage them to have three meals a day. And once they've got into a routine of doing that, then you can break it down a little. I have no problem eating three meals a day. I think that's some people, <laughs> some people skip breakfast. Some yeah. people work office jobs. They skip lunch. Yeah, yeah, some yeah, people yeah. go home and they have beans on toast for dinner <laughs> all day. And yeah. you know, it's, it's, if you're doing that, you're not fueling your body. Right. So what you'd say is eat those three meals. And once, once they've got used to just eating regularly and building that relationship with food and saying, yeah, I'm enjoying eating three times a day. I can do that. You can then break it down and you can say, right, maybe for breakfast, you could try something like this. Something like this, this, and this. Give them a choice and say, this is what's going to probably be beneficial to get you towards your goal is if we involve some of this. Same with lunch, same with dinner. And then you could sort of advise them what foods benefit their goal and what foods aren't going to benefit their goal. And once you've done that, you know, they're going to have some experience in the gym by that time. You might want to change plan. You might want to say, right, I'm going to get you training a little bit more now. Now you're eating right. Now I'm going to in- introduce a bit more, a bit more training. I'm going to make it a bit more intensive. I'm going to say, right, let's do three weight training sessions a week. Mm. Let's say your goal is to build muscle or, you know, to get an ex- you know, just to build your physique and to improve where you are now. Maybe we're going to do three lots of training a week. I might then get some more PTs. I'll show you how to do that. I'll show you how to progress your training to that and how to work and what intensity and I'll show you the new exercises. And then once you've had that, I'll let you go again. And all you've got to do is keep contact with them. The second you lose contact with them over a week, two weeks, they'll drop off. <laughs> if you keep, if you message someone once a week and you say, how's your week been? You're putting them on the spot. They've got to tell you how their week's been. You're keeping that person accountable. And if you do that regularly, at the end of the week, they're going to be expecting your call. Mm-hmm. And if you've had a bad week, you, you know, who wants to tell their friend that they've had a bad week? Do you know what I mean? Who wants to, you know, who wants to explain themselves and said, I've had a crap week to anybody when you know that you could have done better. So it's that accountability. And, you know, w- w- once you're there, then you've got a lot more tools to play with. But until you've taught them the basics, you can't do anything. That that approach of, like, the choice. He's using some big buzzwords for me. Choice and enjoyment. It's, it's the, it's, it's, for me, it's the gradualness of it. Mm. It's... I think, and that's for complete beginners. Yeah. I think my biggest problem with, you know what, not even just gym, like anything that I've ever done in my life where I've stopped, it's I've decided to take this whole pie and just munch it all in one sitting. And I've taken it all in one go because I was like, I've had this vision of what I could do in the next three months with this idea. And it's either at me up or I've just sort of take, taken two bites and gotten out. And if you've, told yourself that you'll go to gym one day a week for a month you're significantly more likely to go twice a week the next month rather than saying you know what five sessions a week full body split every single day six days a week for the first month and what you've got to state there is that's because that's a manageable routine Mm. manageable that's that going one day a week that's for somebody who's never been one day a week sounds manageable if you to say somebody who's never been and you say right let's do five days a week that's way too much for them they're gonna go well I don't like the sound of that. That sounds a bit too much. That and sounds it, like not what me, not what I've been doing. And then as soon as the dumbs kick in. And then once they've killed them, say they've done five sessions for a week and they've, they've put themselves through it. And then the second week they've gone for it. And, you know, by the third week, you know, especially as a new person, 
you you know, if you batter your body up like that as a as a new goer to the gym, as somebody that's, you know, experiencing exercise and fitness, you know, first time, especially in a long time, you know, five days a week isn't going to be beneficial unless you have a plan to say, right, you, you limit how much you do on those five days. Mm. But you're going to get more out of, out of one session a week mentally than you will smashing yourself five times, six times a week for the first couple of weeks and then dropping off for a week because you saw you're tired, you're hurting, you've injured yourself. So yeah, you're right. So would you say the mental preparation is more important than any of the lifting, any of the dieting? As a bodybuilder, as me competing, you can't do what I do without a mindset that, that to, to get you there. You can't, you can't do it. Bodybuilding and training and, you know, to, to get yourself to a level of fitness above the general person in any respect takes a lot more commitment than what people may realise. Describe that. What's that been like? And I say people may realise is because social media makes fitness and look being easy. fit and healthy, it makes it look easy because it's on a picture. And it's all these superstars or said superstars that they make up on Instagram promoting it all and it makes it look easy. And that's good because it brings people into into that that area brings people into the gyms mm. but i mean i've been training since i was 15 so i've been in the gym for a while especially in the first four years of my training and and how old are you now i'm 23 now mm-hmm. so the first four four year five years of my training it was a different in- gym environment than it has been in the last four or five years mm-hmm. massively i've worked in a couple gyms um and in one gym in particular i found that the the biggest amount of people that were in there were kids yeah because my gym had a scheme on that meant 11 to 15 year olds could use the gym and there was more kids in there than adults and you know general gym goers and can you imagine putting a group of 11 year olds (laughs) into a gym with weights and you know even if you you know because the rules were they can't use weights but you tell a group of 11 year olds, don't, don't step over this line. Don't come into this area of the gym. Are you mad? (laughs) (laughs) Straight for it. You know, and I think that that's, what's bad. It's promoting it too much to the wrong groups of people. I'm all about encouraging young kids and encourage them to keep fit and healthy, but there's, there's gotta be a boundary between what sort of fit and healthy they're promoting. Do you know what I mean? So you've said that you think people massively underestimate the kind of work and the effort and input that it requires to actually get to what you've achieved. Yeah. Why don't you take us through a little bit of the process of probably, I don't know, maybe the run up to the first competition or some, what it actually took for you to get to that. Okay. So just a little bit of background. I, I competed in 2017 and that was my first year ever, my first competition ever. And I did get a place to the finals, um, but I didn't take it much further. And then obviously away from that, I took two years, two years off of competing to get back to where we are, where we spoke about earlier, winning a competition. So the lead up to a competition is exactly the same as what you would do if, if you were trying to build up, if you were putting muscle on. It's exactly the same apart from there's a lot more intricacies and there's a lot more things that you have to look at and monitor over that period of time. So I lost 37 pounds in last year's prep. So last year's preparation for a show, I lost 37 pounds. And obviously, you know, what's that in that kg? 15 kg, right? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Hey Siri, what's 37 pounds in kg? 
37 pounds is 16.78 kilograms. Goddamn. And if I just show you that picture, I know obviously the, the people listening can't see it, but that that's what 37 pounds looks like coming off. And obviously for a bodybuilder, the priority is to, to lose body fat. So, you know, 37 pounds sounds like a lot. Um, imagine trying to prioritize 37 pounds into just, just removing fat. Mm. You know, there's it's, it's a lot more to it. Um, and in terms of w- what it takes to get to that sort of calm condition for a show, um, is a hell of a lot of minutes, hours on a treadmill, on a stairmaster, in the gym. Man, I can't. I mean, to to get into that, that that is a massive conversation. Just to start off with the meticulous diet, you know, for the six months that it took me to get into shape, I held a diet for the whole time with no cheats, no extras, no cheat meals, no cheat days. I I stuck to that diet for the whole every single day of that of the months. I only ate put in my mouth what I'd been on a scale, and what was on a plan. What Pyrex. <laughs> you, you ate the food up, Matt. Matt weighed the food, people. Yeah, so salmon. Yeah. <laughs> I, th- I think you're rehired, man. <laughs> yeah, so you know that just for uh, someone general, someone who's not you know fitness related or in that world, you know, just to tell somebody. I didn't eat anything off plan or anything that hadn't been on a scale for six months. That's crazy to people. To me and my, my life and where I am, that's, that's a normal thing. I've got friends that are competitors. I know people that have competed and that's my world. To me, that's normal. But to other people, to stick to a plan for six months. And when I say stick to a plan, I mean, I ate the same breakfast, the same... For six months. The same dinner, the same lunch, the same snacks between before the gym. There was no chocolate, no alcohol. There was no going out. And if I did go out, I was taking my own food with me. So that side of the diet for six months, it it is hard. And obviously towards the end of it, you know, you you do have to reduce calories a little bit more extensively than you might for just a generalized diet and, you know, dropping body fat, you are putting your body under pressure. I mean, for example, towards the the end of of the sort of the, the preparation, you know, I'm doing cardio six times a week and cardio is not going for a walk or, doing the cross trainer cardio is 30 minutes on the stairmaster at 160 beats per minute which like, is which is pretty that's like drill beats right which is pretty it, it's pretty intense it's for up, the general person now 143 is great isn't it crazy man mm. so you know it's the effect that low body fat has on the body that makes the bodybuilding preparation so tough and then, so I remember I had a friend who'd done a competition and he, when he was like, like the days before run up, before the actual competition, they're doing like water dehydrations and things like mm, that. Did mm. you have to go through that? Um, everybody peak week, as you would call it, the week before your competition, where you've got to nail everything. You've got to make your, you've got to bring your, your physique that you've cut body fat for and you've put those hours in the gym for. You've got that week to present your physique in the best way you can on show day. And it's that last seven days where you, some people will manipulate a few things like water, like salt. Some people will do other things. Um, for me particularly, I cut salt, but I didn't cut water. That's just the way my body works. So yeah, I, I did cut salts, but water is just shrunk to a minimal on day, but it's not like I restrict myself. 
you know, I, I don't, I'm not on show day. If you, you if, if like you've done the, the sauna. if you've done the work mm. and you get yourself prepared and you're in competition shape for that competition, you shouldn't have to do all these things, all these it's, it's, extra it's, things. Do you know what I'm it's saying? It's like boxing on weigh-in day. If, if big man comes in and is black bag. It's like boxing, for example. That's something that you can generalise more to more people. So mm. if boxers got down to weight, quite comfortably and early and they did it over a longer period of time they wouldn't have to do these crazy sauna sessions to try and drop 10 pounds in a day you know what i mean and it's the same way if you're ready before you don't have to do these extra things to make you look so perfect and they they, they work for some people and, and not for others okay so like in month three of this same breakfast everyday diet um what kept you what keeps you going like month three you're down the middle, you've really, well, I would be anyway, sick and tired of this breakfast because I know yeah, I have no, the same breakfast you three days in a row. Of course you are. Every single day after the first couple months, you're fighting yourself to to keep going. What what kept you? Uh, in terms of what kept me, in 2017, I did my county competition and I came fifth. And I'll be honest, I looked crap. I wasn't happy with how I looked and I was fifth for a re- I was lucky to get fifth. I then entered, obviously I came away from that show like, I need to be better. I need to do better. And I improved everything in an off season, for example, the time away from competition. I improved everything I did then to make sure that when I went back to that competition, because on the 2019, I, I booked in for the same one and I entered that same county competition and I came first. And I said to myself, when I, when I came fifth, I says, I am not coming back to a stage without better condition and being a better bodybuilder than I was this year. I'm not taking any less than fifth. And what'd you get? First. Wow. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, you know, I, I, I came back with all of that in mind and I says, I'm not doing worse than last time. I'm not letting myself look any, I'm, I'm going to improve. I'm very self-driven. I'm, I'm a very self-driven like person. There's not really anybody that personally motivates me massively other than myself. And then, uh, for the purpose of the Find Your Hustle podcast now, right? Essentially, you have a career in sport. Yeah. Right? How would you recommend someone who wants to be a PT? Okay, so in terms of being a PT... Specifically, first of all, what sells PT a lot mm. is what you what you look like yourself. Mm. Now that's not the same for everybody. Like you can have very knowledgeable knowledgeable people that don't suit their knowledge. Do you know what I mean? So you've seen those fat PTs. You can have doctors that aren't in shape themselves. Mm. Right, but they've got all the knowledge to teach you how to do it. But for me personally, I wouldn't go to a PT who didn't look like what I would consider fitness mm. or in shape, or they didn't look like what I wanted to look like. That's what. That's why I get PTs because people look at me and they go, "He looks in shape. I want to see what he's doing." I believe him. Full farm is gay. I be. I believe. Yeah, I believe. Yeah. You've you got look to be at believable. Matt, you believe. You believe me. Yeah, you've got to be believable. So you know, there's too many people nowadays that think PT is an easy job and they think it's cool. And that's because of social media and the amount of conversations I've had with people that have says, yeah, I'm going to do a, I'm going to pay for a PT course next year. 
while I'm teaching them how to train. <laughs> and, hey, and you know what? That, yo, that's, that's someone trying to run off of the source, you know. Yo, <laughs> a lot of the you times you actually got terminated. <laughs> a lot of the times, you know, I, I do have to bite my tongue with them and say, "You don't know how to train yet. How are you going to train somebody else? You going to break somebody's legs?" Do you know what I mean? And there's, there's, there's been a lot of people I've had that conversation with and I come away from it and I think, what makes you think that you, you can do that at this point? Because <laughs> it's a course. I've, like, I've trained for this many years and done this, this, this and this and tried and tested this method, this method, this method to be where I am now. You see, you see what it is? There's, there's this old adage in my house, right? Um, that if you have a degree, you're not smart. Like, that 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 is these are discussions in my house. There's a difference between education and qualification. Yeah, yeah. There's, do you know what I'm saying? And yeah, this this, this this is this is exactly what what's the PT course? Six months, you don't pay it back till you start making money, something like that. I mean, there's probably there's probably something out there like that. Yeah, yeah. 180 pounds or something like <laughs> like one fee, something like that. And then, oh my! I days. mean, at the end of the day, you're you're self-employed in it. Like you yeah. gotta convince people. <laughs> at the end of the day, you gotta convince people to give you money. Yeah. And if you're just some guy who's just kind of decided to do this one day, and but if you're not that person, mm. then you need to look at getting a level two because you can't work in a gym before you've even got a level two. Level so two what? Level two is gym instructor. A level two what? Level two gym instructor. So a level two qualification in gym instructing. You have to have that before you even qualify for a PT. I agree. Unless you pay for it privately and it works out like that. But yeah, to get into gyms, you typically have to do do a, a gym level two, to typically have a little bit of experience mm. and then they and then you can qualify to do a level three. But I was lucky because I did both of those while working. Mm. And that's how I got into that sort of industry. That's how I built, sort of built me. I worked as a lifeguard mm-hmm. um, in a leisure centre. And when I had my interview for a lifeguard, I said, I'm only here to get into the gym. And this is what I'm doing yeah. to get there. And they knew that from the start. And I, and I knew that they offered training courses um, and they could put you on those while you're working and to obviously help them. And then it gives you a new qualification for them to use as well as yourself. So I actually got, I actually got my level two paid for. And I did that with probably in, within the first six to eight months, first year of me, of me being in that, in that job. What about coaching? Is there a different route into that or is it a similar concept? The thing I think is coaching not just your business model. So the thing is with coaching, there's, there's no qualification to coach. And that's part of the problem. Because like I say, there's too many people out there who think they know what they're doing, but they don't. Mm. So if there was a qualification, coaching would be a lot more credible. Mm. But coaching isn't something... That sounds like a gap in the market. <laughs> it does. I, I, wanted to, I wanted to speak to Matt as well. When is, when is your ebook coming out? Because every 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 bodybuilder online has an ebook. You need a YouTube channel. You need an ebook. Yeah, it's what? all a work in progress. You need to monetize. We got a sound guy. In. You, <laughs> can you hold a camera? <laughs> <laughs> listen, listen, Brody. Can you hold a camera <laughs> for Matt? And we can we can get this YouTube money. Listen, we can get FYH management off the ground. Hollerman. <laughs> You know anybody harder than me. <laughs> F- FYH <laughs> management. Talent management. Anybody solutions. who does videography in Solihull or Birmingham, holler me. Videography. You heard that? Where can they find you? They can find me at matt.berry underscore or in Solihull Dino's gym. Do you want, do you want to post a job listing on, on the on the job board? <laughs> <laughs> I'll show you out for free, you know. There we go then.
Videographer wanted. Videographer wanted. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Perfect. Listen, Matt, we really appreciate you coming through today. Awesome, man. My pleasure. Too many gems. Nah, nah. It was, it was, I, this, this was a good one. This was a good one. But, you know, everyone's going back to the office now. The taxman, my, my friend who... You're friends with the taxman? Yeah, but yeah, I'm friends with the taxman. Can you, can you imagine? Toxic relationship with the taxman. You, you know what it is, though? He's the only person who has not been back to work, and he's back at work now. So I feel like this... Taxman's back. The ta- <laughs> we back, baby. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So I think that, that office segment there would be very beneficial to the public. You know what? Listen, look, I have... I have on numerous occasions. I know I said I didn't go to the gym to that since 2015, but what I meant is I didn't consistently go to the gym since 2015. You didn't go to any long. Po- you know, I went to the gym those three days. So, <laughs> what well, what my biggest problem has been is I'll make a gym membership, make this plan of like doing all these exercises for the first week, and I'll do a couple of days, and I just can't be bothered and i'll be so sore those fifth that fifth day and i just won't do it you know what my problem is matt you see me yeah you see because i've practiced the kinesthetics so much yeah i will take two years off gym and i will go in gym thinking yo i'm gonna pull four plates today (laughs) 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 having not done any type of activity i'll go in it yeah I'm gonna I'm get 80 for 10 I'm gonna do 4 and 100 Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Can't push 60 And I just hurt myself Like I, <laughs> I get injuries Every time I quit the gym I come back And I get an injury I don't, I don't stop Because of an <laughs> I had this theory Matt by the way So I got a really Really bad Physical injury To my leg When I was Very young yeah. um, You got I'm, shot It looks like a bully would do, But I never got shot um, Got hit by a goat Right in the knee. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> so, There's no way I was believing that. <laughs> you know, I actually convinced somebody of that story. Oh, no. I actually, I said there's like a little baby goat. Because <laughs> it looks like an entry and an exit window. <laughs> it sounds better if you tell them you got shot anyway. Yeah. No, because if you say I didn't get shot, what actually happened was I got hit by a goat. It's like, oh, maybe, may, maybe, maybe, maybe there's some truth here. But <laughs> anyway, anyway, I haven't had any kind of physical injury since then. Like, and I've done strenuous exercises since then. I've had like no sprains, no twists, no pulls, no nothing. Has it, is there like any correlation between having a really big injury young and then not having, not being likely or prone to injuries? Genetic freak. Genetic freak. Nah, honestly, you know what? You heard that people. Some people, there's people that will bodybuild and powerlift and they'll put their body through all sorts. They'll never get an injury in their life. Mm. And then there's people that will get an injury and they'll be careful and they'll improve and they'll make sure things are perfect and they'll keep getting injuries. <laughs> you know what? I think as long as you, people worry too much. I think as long as you do the fundamental stuff, you keep to the basics, you prioritize things like your form, your food, stretch, your routine, your stretching, you know, things like that. I think then you're fine. Um, in terms of how you get an injury and when you get an injury, I mean, I've I've warmed up extensively for things and I've got injuries and there's no reason for them. I think sometimes you just, whatever happens on the day is happens on the day yeah. um, and you can't always help it, can you? Yeah. Listen, Matt, once again, thank you for the insights. You're the truth, man. Fourth warmest guy in the UK. <laughs> Chilling on the FYH uh, point. I, I, I appreciate you, ask, you uh, asking me on, guys. You know what? It's not even just fourth warmest guy. It's fourth most whammest natty guy in the UK. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. we got to put a big asterisk, natty. Natty. Natty, natty, yeah. yeah. Mark, you want to tell them where to find us? 
Man, you can find us on the website www.findyourhustle.co.uk forward slash podcast. The job board's also there forward slash jobs. On social media, www.findyourhustle.co.uk on Instagram. Find Your Hustle Pod on Instagram. Findyourhustle.co.uk on everywhere else. Not Facebook, that's Find Your Hustle UK. And you can catch the podcast on all platforms. So that's Google Spotify, Apple, Overcast, Breaker, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Anchor. You had that list come hard. Pattern. <laughs> I'm never doing that again. Never. Okay. Never. This is my job This is now. that in the mirror, don't you? No, so basically Therefore. what normally happens is I do it. I mispronounce stuff. I forget stuff. We had a whole Breaker saga. I still thought, I'm still not quite sure how it's pronounced. It's breaker. But yeah, that's why he does it. He does the audios now. But listen, people, thank you for tuning in. You've been locked in with Mark and Sim and Matt Berry. And thank you to the sound man. Let him know. One time for the one time. Shout out to the sound man. Bow. (laughs) Peace out, people. Catch you next week. See you later. You've been locked in to find your hustle with Mark McCourty and Sim Dehir. Catch you next week.